Hello and welcome to Influence by Fitby. We bring you the life stories of the world's most popular people, influencers, how they started, what they do and where they plan to be. Tune in every week to follow the journey. Maybe you're a budding influencer looking for some tips or perhaps you're a brand looking to kick off an influencer marketing campaign. At Influence by Fitby, you'll hear it from the horse's mouth. Interested? Then subscribe, sit back and listen. And if you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a positive review. Enjoy. Hello. On this episode, we chat to journalist and fitness influencer, Jenny Francis, aka at JennyFrancis23, who explains how working in print journalism and juggling social media can work hand in hand. If you're an influencer and would like to feature on our podcast or a brand looking to sponsor an episode, feel free to get in touch by emailing team at fitby.agency. So listen on and get to know more about Jenny. Hello and welcome to Influence by Fitby. Um, today we're with Jenny. How are you? I'm really good to say thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, all good, thanks. Good to speak to you. Um, for the listeners out there who don't know much about you, can you give us a bit of background? Absolutely, of course. So um, I'm a fitness editor over at Fabulous Magazine and the Sun newspaper, um, but I'm also a full-time PT. I teach a lot of classes and I am on Instagram under Jenny Francis 23 and I share a lot about my journey into fitness, um, both personally and through work. Amazing. And what you into journalism in the first take it back a few years got me into journalism so I always wanted to be a journalist if I'm honest at school I used to go to those careers fairs and everything I always wanted to do was I wanted to work in journalism back then I wasn't really sure exactly what I wanted to do I just knew I was really excited by the media um you know I always read magazines as, as a kid and newspapers and consumed everything on TV um, and I just think it's such an important way of getting information and communicating that I knew it's what I wanted to work in. So uh, I went to university, studied English um, and worked at the uh, magazine on my campus and it just completely confirmed to me that that's what I wanted to do. So I sort of spent every summer I could doing work experience of various newspapers and magazines some which were a lot better than others some was just making tea for an entire summer and some was actually getting some proper experience um and I was always very active alongside that if I'm honest I um you know I was I played sports I did a lot of walking um especially at university um so I got my first job when I left I worked at the mirror for a year that's sort of when my life became like full-time journalist and a lot less active um so I sort of started my career there I worked um as a news reporter um which is incredibly long hours and quite stressful um so I got a real introduction to the media through that job um I then left after about a year and a half and went freelance and worked for an agency which basically involves uh finding stories and selling them into various uh, magazines and newspapers and once I'd done that, I then got my full, first like, proper full-time job at the Sun newspaper as a features writer um, and started working full-time from there. Amazing. And I think for any aspiring journalist out there, it's always good to hear that it is a slog and it's not going to be easy and you have to do all sorts of jobs in order to get to where you've got to. 
And I think it's just interesting, although off topic slightly, just to speak about that bit of background. Mm. How do you think, because um, obviously you're at the top of your game in print journalism, how, do you, think that translate, <laughs> how do you think that translates over to online social media? Because obviously looking at your feed, it's very attractive. Um, it attracted us to you and um, you convey a strong message. Um, do you think there are any parallels between print and online? Um, I think to a certain extent, I mean, when I first started off in journalism, online and social media was sort of snubbed at, if I'm honest. Um, everyone was like, oh, you know, what is this online thing? We're going to stick to print. And social media especially, you know, was very much like, oh, how do we uh, convey our message as journalists on, on social media? And I think people went one of two ways as journalists. Some chose to completely snub it and just ignore it and hope it went away. And I think because I was quite young and interested in media in all its forms, I sort of tried to embrace it. And I think that then did happen as a whole. But some people were a lot more behind the times with it. Whereas I'd sort of always tried to think, how can I use this to uh, sort of convey my message as a journalist? And back then, I sort of wasn't as much into fitness as I am now. I was just sort of beginning my fitness journey, um, which is sort of when I started maybe putting a little bit of that on social media, just to say, oh, gosh, you know, I'm just stepping foot into a gym for the first time. This is scary and, and that sort of thing. Alongside some of my journalistic articles, I was just trying to sort of share them. And, and if I'm honest, that sort of started out on Twitter. Uh, Twitter back then for journalists was was a, a huge uh, social media resource for sort of finding stories, getting your stories out there and read by more people and sort of setting yourself out there with, with your opinions. Um, it was only really once Instagram came along and the visual side of things uh, took over that I really started to up my game and, and sort of share a lot more of my fitness journey as that became part of my life. Um, and I think the reason I continued with it is because there was just so much interest in that particular part of what I was sharing. You know, I was sharing very honest um, experiences of, of how I was getting into fitness. I was sharing very honest things about my diet, what I was eating, how I was finding, um, you know, eating healthily, but also fueling my body enough. And that's what people really responded to, much less so than some of the stuff I was sharing about my journalistic life. And that that did one of two things, really. It um, it motivated me to want to carry on with my journey because people said very positive things or seemed interested or wanted to share their experiences with me. Um, but it also really made me realize that I really enjoyed fitness and I really enjoyed the journey and I really enjoyed uh, sharing and communicating it. And that then sort of shaped my journalistic life sort of on the flip side because then I really got into doing exactly the same thing in my job I really wanted to write more about fitness I wanted to speak to more experts I wanted to speak to more celebrities who were into fitness and really made that part of my job um, so that's sort of how it all kind of crossed over it went from one to the other and then sort of backwards if that makes sense yeah completely and I think that's kind of evident in your feed um, were there any pivotal moments in growing your Instagram account from its inception to where you are now, where you gained a ton of followers by doing a certain thing or maybe getting a shout out by someone or reposted or has it just grown naturally, steadily, organically? Kind of a bit of both. Um, when I, I, I noticed a big difference once I sort of, because when I first started out, I would post a few fitness things and maybe a few personal bits and then maybe a few fitness things and a few journalistic things. And I felt like when I really made the transition to say, do you know what, I really want this feed to just be about my fitness and health 
part of my life. I'm going to leave everything else separate. I'm going to leave my personal life kind of quite separate and journalism a bit separate. I'm going to focus on communicating this because this is what I feel is important to me. Then I really noticed the followers sort of step up because I think there was a switch in social media in general where that happened, where people had personal accounts and shared bits of things they were interested in, whether it's fitness or cooking or whatever it might be. And then they realized those particular things were what people were interested in. And they decided to do what I did and say, do you know what, I'm going to leave all this other stuff about my life out and I'm just going to concentrate on this one thing that people are interested in. And I really felt once I did that and started to share more of it and less of the other stuff, you know, my followers massively went up um so I was kind of really like all right you know this is working and and I mean really enjoying communicating to this specific audience so that I think really I really noticed a spike when I decided to do that but um you're right as well there are other things along the way that have helped me uh luckily in my job as a journalist um I get to meet a lot of fantastic people people who um either inspired me or celebrities who already have a following so every time I'd meet them, um, you know, I'd be able to share some of my meetings with them on my feed, which people were then interested in. So it would get a lot more shares. Maybe they would put something on their social media and I'd get a, a little spike. Um, so I think that's how the crossover between my career has is, is, is helped me um, because I have met these interesting people and I sort of share my story with them. They share it back with me and then we both share those experiences of meeting each other on our platforms. And for sure, you know, when I meet people who have, have got a much bigger platform than I have, uh, for example, um, well, she's not called Clean Eating Alice anymore, Alice Living. I met her very early on and we've actually become really, really good friends since. But, um, you know, people like that and then even other celebrities like, you know, I meet people who you wouldn't necessarily think of as fitness influencers. But, um, you know, people from Love Island who suddenly have these huge followings talk to me about their fitness they talk, then they, they'll share things on their social media, I'll share stuff on mine, and it just attracts like a slightly different audience to my channel. That's so interesting. I think for any aspiring social media influencers out there, um, there's a few, you just touched on a couple of nuggets, so I'm sure they can glean something from that. Um, a lot of people are reluctant to use the term influencer. What are mm. your thoughts? This is a really interesting one, um, and I'm going to probably rant on about it for a long time. But uh, <laughs> go for it. When I when I started off in journalism, obviously we work a lot with brands um, as journalists and also celebrities. Um, and brands quite often will, if they're launching something new, for example, if Adidas are launching a new trainer, they might host an event for for media to come along to, and they'll sort of share what their new product is about so we know exactly what it is they might let us try it out they might um, host a workout for us um, and it would always just be press um, and maybe a couple of celebrities if they were involved in the brand there would never be any of influencers and in inverted commas there because you know they weren't seen as people who they should be inviting and that has changed dramatically now when I go to these events it's a massive mixture of press and then influencers and at first they didn't really have a name it was just sort of like oh the instagrammer or this person and that person so I really think there was a real call for sort of giving them a title because I mean a lot of people had different opinions on what influencers were but they were doing something that no one else was they were seeing a massive gap in the market and they were very cleverly using their platforms to reach a lot of people and I think it was important that they were given a name rather than just that uh that social media person in the corner which a lot of press at first did find quite hard to take on if I'm honest you know going from press being there to sudden and celebrities being there to suddenly these 
these other people, <laughs> these others. Um, so I do think that's why there was a term. I think influence is, it is a tricky one. I, I don't, I think there's a lot of uh, uncomfortableness around being called one yourself. I'd never really call myself one, but I don't know what else you really call yourself um, these days because I think, I mean, influencer is, is true to what it describes. An influencer is someone who influences people, no matter whether that's one, two, or 25,000 people. You are influencing people that are following you. So, I, I mean, I don't really know what else you would call it because celebrity these days, everyone seems to be a celebrity as well. Is that a term that people like to be called? Probably not. Um, but I, I, I do get really interested in, in sort of what other people think you could be called because I do think there needs to be a term for it because I think people should be proud. You know, a, a lot of older people, um, when influencers came along, were sort of like, you know, are oh, these young people just just sitting in their bedrooms and they're managing to make all this money um, on YouTube or whatever when that when that first came about? And I remember thinking, what was I doing when I was fifteen? I certainly wasn't making thousands of pounds from my bedroom. I was probably down the local park hanging out with friends, not doing anything at all. And I think it's very easy for people to to put down young people who are using platforms and making a name for themselves and and bothering to spend time on things. And, and yes, it's, it's very different sort of way of communicating and, and media to what maybe we were used to and our parents are used to and, and certainly our grandparents are used to. But I think instead of seeing it as a negative thing that people are, are doing this, I think that our young people who are bothering to put themselves out there and make some money, it should be celebrated. That's a really good spin, right? because most people I've spoken to in this podcast have looked at it slightly negatively and spoken about the fact that a lot of people feel like the term influencer um it's very close to sounding like a manipulator whereas you've come at it from a different angle which is really interesting and i'm sure for anyone that listens to the podcast they'll realize that you're probably in the minority but in a very interesting minority of people that look at it from a from a completely positive standpoint and um that's really interesting in itself um how did it first feel when you realised that you did have influence? I, mean, I, I really can't really remember because, to be honest, I still feel like I don't. And I, I think that must happen to a lot of people. I think that's why some people find the term influencer quite a difficult one to stomach. Um, I think when I went from being invited to events, instead of being invited for press and getting an email to my work email saying, do you want to come to this event? Maybe you would like to cover our product in the newspaper or magazine. I was getting invited to some things purely from a social media perspective because people wanted me to maybe share their products on social media or, or just come and see it because they were interested in my platform. I think that was a really difficult thing for me because I remember thinking, well, shouldn't I be coming to this event as press? You know, this that's much more important. When actually, I actually had to take a step back and think, is that much more important? Maybe my career and, and everything is something I've worked a lot harder for than what I've had to work for on, on social media. You know, I had to go and get a degree and a master's and work, as you said at the start, slog my way out and work experience for so long to get to where I am in my career. And now I'm just being invited to this event because I've been putting some stuff on Instagram. But instead of sort of Seeing that as a negative, I remember thinking, you know, that's a great thing. I'm, I'm, I'm able to come along from a different perspective, which, you know, changes how I approach an event and also reach a different audience. And ultimately why I got into my job and why I enjoy doing Instagram is because I really do love to share, to try and educate, 
to try and um, you know communicate in different ways with different people and if I can do that that's a good thing so I remember thinking I'm going to sort of embrace that side of things and I'd say that's probably only really a year ago that that really sort sort of changed and I remember thinking that maybe I am able to reach quite a bigger audience maybe I'm allowing myself to think on social media yeah sure thing and I mean when you, you touched on this earlier but when you switched from your personal account to your business based well not business based but mm. your more um concise account of covering yeah. fitness more than anything was that because you saw the bigger picture of potentially becoming slightly more business-like or monetizing the brand or why was that I don't know really I, and again it's, it's odd to think back because back then I never thought I would gain a big following I think I was just there's a there's a there's sort of a fine a fine line I think my friends uh, and that is not necessarily a bad thing but when you start to post like oh I've gone to the gym or post some food it's very easy at the start for people who know you to be like why are you sharing that you know oh you know that's a really odd thing to share but at the same time you're getting loads of people who you don't know who are really interested in the same things that you're interested in like workouts exercises what you're eating contacting you and saying I really would like to you know to see more of this could you give me more information it just naturally felt like do you know what I'm gonna really leave behind this uh the more personal stuff because I think I can share that maybe on my Facebook which is totally private and and just use Instagram so I think I think really it, it was more I enjoy sharing this I get a lot more out of it I'm just gonna I think I maybe thought as well in my career I wanted to write more um I wanted to write more to do with fitness so I was sort of thinking oh well I can just use this alongside it to communicate to people that that's what I'm really interested in do you see what I mean so like if I'm if I'm interested in it then I can use anything I'm getting from people via social media telling me that's what they want to then use that in my job so if people are saying, oh, I'm really interested in home workouts, I think, oh, that's interesting. People are interested in home workouts. I can write about that in the magazine. And that's yeah. sort of why that started. Interesting. It's almost a bit of a segue to your journalism job. Um, okay. Do you feel the pressure of social media? Pressure in which way? Pressure, pressure to post or pressure to um, inform to a certain way of, retaining uh, your status to a degree I think a tiny bit maybe I, I I do make sure I post regularly and I think sometimes if I if I uh, if I've gone on holiday and things I think oh maybe I should you know show people what I'm doing on on holiday even though I'm not necessarily working out so I guess there is a little bit of pressure when you're used to posting quite regularly to keep that up not from a standpoint of, gosh, am I going to lose followers or, gosh, are people going to be annoyed? But just because mm. when you know so many people look out for your workouts or want to know what you're doing, you sort of feel a responsibility to keep that up for them. Even though maybe you don't know exactly who they all are, you're very sort of aware that it's important to keep your communication up with them because they enjoy it so much and get so much out of it so yeah I would say that um there is there is some pressure there and and maybe also um pressure to keep things new and interesting um you know to not post the same things over and over um over and over again 
but I would say sometimes I, I, because I, uh, I work out in the same way quite a lot. You know, I go to the same classes because I love them. I might, if I go to the gym, I do the same sort of workouts. So I don't want to post things that I'm not doing. But then I feel like, do people want different content? So I always try and make sure I'm posting what I would do. I'm not just posting anything just because I think people want to see it. But I'm also trying to make things a bit different every single time just because you you don't want people to get bored of seeing the same thing so I so I would say yeah to a certain extent there's pressure pressure can be seen as negative I never feel stressed or worried about it but I guess I'm always think, thinking it's important that I do x y and z okay and on the back of that what advice would you give to someone who wants to become a social media influencer I think I do think this is a very difficult question to answer because I think I don't necessarily agree with people or, or, or I don't necessarily think it's a, a good thing to encourage people to just set out to just become an influencer because I think you should set out with a goal in mind that maybe isn't to become an influencer but a goal to communicate what, what it is you want to do, if that makes sense. So I would say instead of worrying about becoming an influencer, I'd, I'd sit down and just decide, like, why why are you doing it? For, for what reason do you want to share what you're sharing? And maybe, like, wh what is what is it that you're trying to help people that follow you? So are you trying to help people become fitter? Are you trying to help people uh, know how to put on makeup? You know, what, what, what are you wanting to help? And I think once you know what that is, like what that goal is, or, and also how it's then going to make you feel happier if you know you've connected with a certain group of people through it or, you know, you've also got great feedback on people enjoying your content. Once you know what you're aiming for, I think then, then you can put out stuff confidently, you can enjoy putting out your content and then whether you get back 10 or 20 followers or 10, 20,000 followers, you know that you're, you're going to have done it for that reason so I, I really do think it's that's where the change came for me when maybe without realizing it I realized what I wanted to communicate and why um I think that's the most important thing and make sure you're doing it for you know what you want to get out of it you know you know what other people want to get out of it and then I think it just comes organically good advice um so basically choose your niche and stay in your lane yeah, and also, I mean, don't be afraid to come out of your lane later later down the line. I mean, I, I know a lot of um, friends who have, have started out as one thing and maybe changed their name further down the line or moved away, and they just acknowledge it. I think as long as you're honest with yourself and people who are following you, then there's no, you know, everyone changes in life. You know, if, if, if you go on a social media journey now, in five years' time, it might be complete, completely different. And mine started out like, oh, I'm quite a novice. I'm just going to sort of share what I'm doing and stepping foot into the gym for the first time. Now I'm saying, since then, I've qualified as a personal trainer and I'm going to share this, that, and the other. And I'm always very honest about, you know, I've got an injury, actually, because I've been jumping around too much. So this week I'm doing loads more strength. If you're interested in strength, do that with me. I think if you start off as one thing and you decide later on, actually, I, I don't know if I like that so much anymore, I'm going to move on to this. My advice would just be to, to publicize that, you know, to not be afraid to say to people, I know I said this before, but actually I've, I've really grown or I've learned this and I, I'm going to tell you about it and, you know, you can go on this journey with me. I think some people make the mistake of sort of, changing things up or, or or being afraid to you know I don't want to I don't want to change because everyone's going to think I was a fraud before 
you know, it's, it's, it's about the reason that people like to follow people on social media is because they like that honesty. They like that insight into someone's life and they like going on a journey with them. And I think the more honest you are throughout and, you know, admit, admit when you're wrong, admit when you're right <laughs> and, um, you know, have opinions, but, you know, just be, just be honest about where your journey is going and people will respect that. And uh, I think you'll see long-term success. Another nugget, Jenny. Um, I'd say that's probably stems down to just being authentic, in which case, um, yeah, great advice. Can can you name any good or bad experiences that you've encountered on Instagram? Oh, interesting. I mean, if if I'm honest, I haven't really had... uh, anything particularly bad I think that's because my following isn't isn't you know absolutely ginormous but um the only thing I would say that comes close to that is uh sometimes you know I don't get a huge amount of uh, worrying direct messages but sometimes I do get messages from young girls who just say how do I look like you how do I look exactly like you I didn't eat for the last three days and I don't look like you how do I do this and and I and I I always have to take a step back and just think, wow, you know, I know that I get direct messages from people who are living a healthy life and just want to do more exercise or just want some tips. But there are every now and then occasions where you'll you'll get those sort of messages and you do feel like a a weird pressure and also like, a, a, you know, gosh, I really hope people don't feel that that's what I'm putting myself out there for. But also I'd I don't want to give the wrong advice in this situation because I'm not qualified in any way to deal with with someone who's obviously suffering with with uh, you know even mental health problems. So I would say that there is that negative side sometimes where you feel, oh gosh, I really I feel for this person, but I don't really know how to respond. Um, so there, that's probably the the closest I can come to negative. And in those circumstances, I, I do respond, but I just sort of uh, again, I'm very honest and say. I really don't think that this is something I can help you with, but I would advise maybe you go and speak to a professional and X, Y, Z. I think that's sort of the only thing you can do. Um, so yeah, that's sort of that's sort of a negative. Um, positive. Um, the, the, the most positive uh, is just when people have said, you know, I, I really didn't want to do a workout, but then I saw one of yours and I thought, do you know what? I'm gonna gonna go and do it, and I enjoyed it. And I or oh, you know, I've, I'm really rubbish cooking and I saw you made this and I made it too and I really enjoyed it. I think anyone that can get a little bit of inspiration from seeing my content in a, in a positive way and feeling good, feeling they've done something they've enjoyed is what I want really because that's what I use social media for. You know, there's people I follow and when I see that they've done a workout, I think, oh, I'm going to do that. So knowing that I can do the same for other people or inspire them or even, you know, help to share my experiences with them, that every time I get a message like that, I feel very positive. And I think that's one of the best things that influencers can do um, is act to inspire people in the most positive way. And it sounds like, oh, I know that's what you're doing. So, um, yeah, more power to you. It's great. Thank you. Where are most of your followers based? Um, a lot in London, um, and then a few from like European cities. They're quite city-based, um, which I think is down to the fact that I do share quite a lot about classes and trends. I think because my job is very much about um, what's the new fitness trend, what classes, what new classes are coming out, and I always share going to launches and uh, what what's coming out. And those sorts of things tend to go to cities first before they might reach out further. So I think that's sort of... Um, 
a lot of the reasons why. There, there are some in New York, but mainly like London, UK, big cities, a few Euro European cities, um, and yeah, a few in America. How strict are you of what you post in your feed? Strict with myself? Or you mean like what I choose to post? Yeah, for what you choose to post. Um, not particularly strict. Um, I won't... I, I try not to overthink things. And again, I try to just post what I'm actually doing. So um, I guess I'm strict in that way. As I, I, if, I, if I go and do something, I'll post about that quite soon after. I won't sort of, you know, claim I'm somewhere when I'm not. Um, but, I, I, I try, again, I try not to put too much pressure on myself. I do it because I enjoy it. And I think the minute I start worrying too much about being strict about what I'm posting or how I look in, in particular photos or videos, that's when it doesn't become fun. And I think as soon as that happens, what's the point in doing it? Um, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not particularly strict. If I've filmed a workout, then I'll post it the next day. If I've taken a pictures for a week I'll just post pictures for a week about what I've been up to so there isn't um I'm not particularly strict in following like a uh, Mondays I post this Tuesdays I post that um maybe I should um but I think for me with quite a busy life quite a busy work life if I started doing that I think I'd find it quite tricky to keep it up <laughs> yeah that's no, fair enough and <laughs> I can imagine with what you do day to day and trying to fit this in as well yeah you would you wouldn't sleep would you so um <laughs> <laughs> Very important as well, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the train. So, um, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Name an Instagram account that you love and check out regularly. Oh, gosh. Um, apart from Alice Living. <laughs> apart from Alice Living. <laughs> yeah, she is amazing. I do I do check her every day. Um, if I'm honest, I really love Shona Virtue. Um I think she is someone who inspires me to train slightly differently. Um, and I just think she's very positive and she doesn't always take herself too seriously, which is so something I also like um, and respect. So um, her, her videos quite often make me laugh. And she, she puts up quite a variety of, of different things. I just find when I follow her account and when I, when I look at it, it makes me happy and it inspires me. And it makes me think, yeah, like that's that's a girl who I would love to be friends with and I'd love to train with and I'd love to, you know, hang out with in every way, shape and form. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to accounts like that. Lovely. Nice. Which brands would you like to work with? Oh, I'm always open to working with a range of brands, if I'm honest. I think it depends on what their message is at the time because I do find that brands go through stages. Um, you know, sometimes they'll have a product which is super environmentally friendly and you're like, oh, that's really interesting. And then the next the next month they'll have something covered in plastic. So you have, you have to pick and choose which campaigns. Do you know what I mean? Working with brands constantly and receiving press releases every day, I'm very aware that brands just quite often say, what they think people want to hear at the time. So for me, it totally depends on the campaign that they're running. And um, it has to be something that I uh, use and um, would would actually buy rather than just me pairing with a campaign because their stuff's really nice and expensive, but I'd never normally be able to afford it myself. So I think it's brands that are accessible to everyone, you know, like brands that don't price themselves out of the market but provide really, really good products. Um, I like brands that are very much 
into their sports alongside what they do. So I, I love brands like Under Armour because I feel like they are very all-inclusive. They, they're they really into their sport. They invest heavily in making sure that people are aware that that's where they're based in boxing, tennis, athletics, rugby. You know, they're, they're there because they want to make that clear that that's what what they're doing do you know what I mean I, I'm not explaining myself very well but I like brands that are all about health and fitness in loads of different ways including everyone um and I, and I think that's what I love you know making sure that the message is this kit is great and we are going to support sport because I think ultimately that's a really good message to be sending to our young people sure thing yeah I get it what does a perfect day look like to you Oh, perfect day. And we're talking about a work day or like any perfect day? You tell us. Whatever oh you think of perfect God. A perfect day would be a massive lion. <laughs> a massive lion. Great uh, Yeah, just like no alarm. Um, getting up and being somewhere where the sun is shining. I'm, I, I have to admit, that's, that's my advice when people say, you know, oh, what's your advice? smoking drink uh, mine's worshipping the sun um, so um, it would be waking up somewhere hot spending the morning lazing around and then I would probably say a midday workout of some sort short and sweet but really sweaty um, with a view over somewhere and then just a massive buffet lunch of just grazing on delicious food after workout because I really I really do work out because I love it because it makes me feel better. So a perfect day would incorporate that in some way, shape or form. But then the ultimate reward after you put yourself through a workout is just delicious food. So I would have a buffet that includes everything so I can graze all afternoon and then just lie in the sun the rest of the day and watch the sunset somewhere beautiful. Lovely. What's one thing that not many people know about you? Oh, that is a good question. <laughs> oh my gosh I really don't know what people don't know about me maybe that I'm a massive cat person and that um, ultimately actually that's what I'd have to include in my perfect day there'd have to be a cat involved in some way um yeah I'm a bit obsessed with cats if I'm honest I've always had them and I absolutely love them if I mean when I'm old I will be a crazy cat lady surrounded by cats um <laughs> unfortunately but wonderfully for me <laughs> brilliant um, what are your plans for the future? Um, I think my... I'm getting married next year, so that's going to change hey, everything. Congrats. Thank you very much. Um, I think just to always do what makes me happy and I think take my own advice in that, you know, don't be afraid to change things up. I, I, I think when you start a career you're very much like, I need, to, I need to get a solid job, I need to do this, this and this without realising is that actually what I want to do? Is that making me happy? And actually taking a step back and saying, you know, maybe I don't want to be that top job because I'm actually happier in this job, whatever that might be. Um, so I think just always trying to take a step back and think, is what I'm doing making me happy? Whether that's continuing to work in journalism, continuing to, to work out a lot, to always just make sure that whatever I do is I'm doing it because it's what I want to do. And I think that's what I want my future to be, just something where I can get up every day and enjoy what I do. Great stuff. And I think that, again, great advice, because for someone listening to that is not sure 
what they want to do in the future. It's a nice way to look at it rather than always pushing, looking for the next big thing. Maybe look at what you have and um, how you can enjoy it. Yeah, and I think in this day and age, we're such a fast-paced society and, and you know, I say constantly being able to see what everyone else is doing. We can all be guilty of going, I want to be doing that, I want to be doing that, I want to be doing that, without realising actually... Do I want to do that or, or am I just sort of interested in what they're doing and feeling like I should be doing that? And I think that's a journey we all have to go on in life. I mean, I, everyone will go on it. Everyone will go through that period of life where they're, 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 they're flat out and think they want to get somewhere and then eventually they actually want something else. And I think it's important to go on that journey and we shouldn't stop that. But I think it's also important when we get there to be like, right, what is it that I actually want to do and is what I'm doing right now making me happy? Jenny this has been absolutely amazing so interesting to speak to you thank you so much for your time for those people listening to you for the first time can you just repeat your Instagram handle absolutely so I'm Jenny Francis 23 on Instagram perfect thanks so much Jenny thank you for today thank you so much lovely to chat to you great to chat to Jenny incredibly insightful and has a really good viewpoint of social media If you're an influencer yourself and would like to feature on our podcast or a brand looking to sponsor an episode, feel free to get in touch by emailing us, team at fitby.agency. And if you like what you're listening to, please subscribe and rate the podcast as it really helps.